This podcast is brought to you by Zotes Sunflower Seeds, the number one flavored sunflower seeds on the planet. Visit Zotes.com. Now, welcome to the Accidental Experience with Mark Comer. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Accidental Experience. I'm Mark Comer here with a little, um, shall we say, on edge Jimmy Boy uh, today. Jimmy Boy, what, what's going on? Beautiful spring day, Easter week. <laughs> why, are you, why are you a bit? Uh, I'm on edge for two reasons. Number one, you were supposed to call on Thursday of last week, and I would get to start the pod the way I start the pod best by saying a little phrase in a sing-songy tone, and I didn't get to do that. So now I was pissed. And then you add in that I'm the only idiot that didn't decide to go on vacation during Easter break, and so I'm putting out fires. I'm actually having to talk to people. That's what salesmen are for. I'm there to whine and to dine, not to sit there and help someone find a purchase order UPS bill. And that's what I'm doing. So, so you're working this week, and your kids are at home. What are they? Uh, are they driving uh, your good wife crazy? No, they actually. Well, that actually starts next week. Uh, so, part of the people, everyone, kind of for the next two weeks, it's going to be hell because everyone's just going on vacation, and I'm going up to God's country and uh, doing some work, and then uh, bringing my daughter back home who's been in Utah since June 15th, three days after she graduated. She's been a Utah, and she's pale and pasty, and I can tell you that right now. Okay, but, but you're going to San Francisco, then you're going to Utah to pick her up? Is that what I that That's what I funny that you would uh, – <laughs> the humor. I haven't talked to you for so long, I forgot your sense of humor. No, I'm not going to San Francisco. I'm going to the Lord's University – Brigham okay. Young University. Okay, I, I agree. I agree with that. So, okay. so lots, a lot's been going on in the last uh, couple weeks. There was, I really, really wanted to uh, talk to you last week. Yeah. After um, the start, start of the first couple days of the season, I was really looking forward to chatting and talking baseball, but we just couldn't make it happen. So. My, my bad, I guess. You know? Okay, so I guess all those viewers that listen to us and can't live without their two best buddies, Marcus E. Uh, Jaime, um, they're no longer going to be able to listen to the pod if Markham continues to pitch or Melancon continues to pitch for you, is that kind of thing. So if Melican blows another save, don't expect to hear that life-saving podcast. Uh, we only come on when the Giants are winning. Is that how it works? Um. We only come on when the Giants are winning. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. As a matter of fact, <laughs> or, or if the Dodgers are losing. It's weird how I had, you came on right after the Dodgers lost a heartbreak, tear your heart out, spit on it. And I'm talking the second Indiana Jones movie where they actually the guy would pull the hearts out of the kids and then eat it or something. I forget how that happened. But I remember that. Yeah, that's how I felt during yesterday's game, watching Lester, who – Okay, Mark, you're the only guy that knows about baseball. I'm just a simpleton. I just sit and watch. <laughs> when you have, what's more effective, a, let's say a six-foot leadoff 
and walking towards second with the pitch or leaning towards second with the pitch or a 15-foot uh, leadoff heading back towards first base as the guy's pitching it? What's more effective? Well, there's, 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 that's a good question because there's big differences that a lot of people don't understand. One's called a one-way lead, right? And that one right. way is back to first, which means you do not get picked off. You are not stealing. You're not getting picked off. It's a one-way lead. The, the most effective one is where you have your energy, right, going right. towards the second base. As the ball is crossing the plate, it, it's released from the pitcher's hand, the ball's crossing the plate, and your energy and momentum is going towards second base, which is something that I have to remind my 14-year-olds pretty much every game, well, especially when they're on third, because a lot of times they'll run down. As the pitch is being thrown, they'll run down. They'll stop when the ball yep. is crossing and start to go back to third. And I said, look, if the catcher drops a ball, if there's a hit, you're going in the wrong direction. Right. And, that's, and the Dodgers continue, because Lester won't throw to first, and the Giants will probably do it also. They take these big leads. Half, they're almost halfway to second. And when he starts his momentum, they start taking actual steps, not just leaning towards first base, actual steps, where their momentum's completely going the other way. And if the ball gets away or, you know, gets away like three or four feet, they're already going back to first, so they're not, you know, or they're worried about the guy throwing them out at first. It's, it drives me freaking insane. They actually, there's two Dodgers yesterday on first base, Pedersen and then Kike Hernandez or one of the guys. They're in a position where they're actually looking like they're taking off on a track race. Like they are in the, the same position that Usain Bolt gets in to run the 40 or the 100 mile. But as soon as he'd start to pitch, they'd lean back and go the other way. I'm like, if you're not going to steal the base, then just start two feet away and then start walking out. It's, it uh, drives me insane, but what do I know? What you'd think the coaches would do is just exactly what you said. Take your normal lead, maybe add a step or two to it, and do your normal things that you would do with a guy that could throw back to first, right? Just your normal. Yeah. With a lefty, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's a little bit harder to steal, but that guy can't throw over there. No, I agree, but, you know, I just, I was kind of excited to talk to you today because we had the conversation about a former Giant signing with the Dodgers. And, you know, he had some pretty good numbers last year, and I love the guy. I, I love Romo. I, he was a, his whole story's awesome. He actually grew up in Southern California. His dad was a Dodgers fan. Um, his grandpa and, was the number one Dodger fan. Okay, one Dodger fan, and so when he went to San Francisco, he really, dude, he had to battle all the way up because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't throw harder than about eighty-eight miles an hour, and uh, you just like him because he's a super competitive guy, very scrappy. But I, I was not sad to see him go because I felt like last year his slider just really, he just wasn't what he used to be. Even though the numbers didn't necessarily reflect that, because remember we talked about you brought up kind of what his numbers were from last year. But, you know, I look at his, his line, 1.1 inning pitch, one hit, one run, one earned run. That, that is kind of Romo. It's like... Well, know, that... Okay, go ahead. Tell me your Romo, and then I'll give you my little argument for it. I just think that he's, he's, he's not that bad a pitcher, but it's, he's not a guy that's going to come overpower you in one swing against him you're you're every pitch you're you're on the edge of your seat thinking the guy's going to hit at 450 feet well i won't argue, i won't argue that <laughs> he reminds me of beck a little bit remember beck your old closer yeah he would load the bases the next two guys he would strike out the next guy he would hit would hit a 420 foot 
ball into the wind that only went 401 feet into center field, and Brett Butler would catch it against the wall. Like, Brett Butler with his 16-inch glove. Yeah, it was, it was incredible how – and then Beck would have 43 saves, and you're like, all I do is watch people punish the ball. Or someone just hit a rocket right to left field to Bonds. It, right. Somehow he'd get the saves, and so I do understand that. But yesterday, he pitched to one batter, and they took him out. He didn't go in and blow the – he didn't lose the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you didn't watch it, I'm guessing, because you just looked at the stat and just threw out something that is, uh, you know, showed you, you you weren't learned. So he came in, uh, got an out, then the next guy got a hit, then there was a pass ball, and then the guy stole a base. And then typical Dodgers just not figuring – I think Roberts, and he won the NL uh, Manager of the Year, thinks whatever he d- touches now is, is gold. So let me ask you a question. Rizzo was second or third in MVP ballot last year. Right? Right. If, you're, right. if there's a man on third, it's a tied game, bottom of the ninth, man on third. Rizzo's up, a lefty, against Kenley Jensen. And there's a right-hander on deck. Rizzo's up, guy on third, tie game. Do you pitch to Rizzo? And nobody else on base? Only guy on third? No, there's a man on third. Yeah, no way. I mean, I... Right. I wouldn't even pitch to the next guy if I didn't feel comfortable. Right. And, you got, and Kenley well, against yeah, Kenley against right-handers has a you know, .132 hitting average. You know, he basically is unhittable versus righties. No, right. they go on ahead and pitch to Rizzo, and he doubled down the left field. So it was a weird game. That, that was part of the whole thing. Dodgers had guys on third base three times with less than two outs and didn't score any of them. That always makes me happy. Uh watching guys heading back to first base against the guy. And then, of course, the 17-and-a-half-hour trophy banner ceremony that Chicago did uh, also made me super excited. Yeah, and my boys were very excited about that, to watch that banner, and uh, meaning they thought that, that uh, seeing the Dodgers lose that night was, 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 was appropriate. You know, it just Okay, I'm a, yeah, I'm a man of peace and love, right? I'm a holy man in that aspect. Uh, you know, I think we should stay away from Siri. I'm a simple guy. But there's no way that I wouldn't have told Wood, our pitcher, to throw at the freaking head of the first guy that was up, whoever it is for Chicago, after that 14-hour display of, you know, trophy and then running around. And then they kept showing them beating them the Dodgers in the NL West. They showed more of them beating the Dodgers in the NL West than actually winning the World Series. That first ball would have been at the ear hole and if it missed, the second ball would be at the ear hole. And if it missed again, the third ball would be at the ribs to make sure it con- finally got contact. That would have been awesome. I think that would have been awesome. Now, I love this because there's only a few times, a few seasons that you can really get fired up. And I can get that old Jimmy boy fire. And, and right now, I love it. <laughs> During Dodger baseball season, these kind of days when we, when we talk right after a loss. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, opening day at, at the best, at the nicest park in, in baseball, beautiful setting, you know, ships on the bay, uh, you know, uh, McCovey Cove. It's just Husband a and husband going to the game together, wife and wife. It was beautiful. No, no they do not. Those, those guys don't like sports. So here's what was really funny. Did you see the highlights of the game yesterday, the Giants game? No, I saw. I didn't. By the time I sat down and started, I mean, it was a big night. We had, uh, you know, Better Call Saul was on. I mean, there was too much stuff going on. But no, I didn't see it. 
Here's why I'm asking, because it, it was kind of unique. They won 4-1. to one. You look at the score, whatever. They won 4-1. to one. Now Arizona's 6-2 and because, you know. Now, honestly, though, Arizona's got some players that Pollock Well, they all back. do, but they're not deep, and they're going to suck, and they have no and, pitching. Hey, Pollock was injured last year, and that was huge to them. If he's healthy, he is a really, really talented player. So the Giants are playing. It is, um, it, first of all, the first inning – Buster Posey gets up, and, and do not make any rude comments about this. I saw it. No, I saw it. It was horrible. I... Drilled in the head, and it, it wasn't a glancing drill. No, it was straight. Now, here's what's really scary for a Giants fan. Last year, Joe Panic got hit. It wasn't until eight days later that they knew that he had concussion um, so, some some issues from from getting hit and concussion issues, and they put him on the DL eight days after he got hit. He was playing, he was playing, and he couldn't focus on the ball. He couldn't see the ball. So I'm very nervous about that, and I'm very upset. How does a guy let a ball? How's a professional pitcher? <coughs> Did they hit him back? I I don't know. I don't think so. Because I, yeah, I would have, and I would have if, if that was the Dodgers and it got away because there was no chance he was trying to do it. Of course, but he I, was trying to pitch in, and this is the thing the Cardinals used to do this, Mark, and but they would miss, and that's the year that we should have won the, our best World Series team, our best chance to win a World Series. They hit Hanley in the in the ribs. I remember and that. the whole team. Yeah, everybody was. It would have been like hitting Posey, where the whole team plays off of him, and all of a sudden he went down and everybody just kind of choked it up. But the whole point is if you can't pitch inside, don't pitch inside. If you can't do it, That's you right. know, it's scary. if you're so trying to brush Posey off, then, then figure out how to do it without hitting him in the head, you idiots. Right. Well, here's what's interesting. The Giants won 4-1, to and they scored three runs on one play on a hit that went 30 feet. Okay. So that, you know, they've got – yeah, their offense is not great. Their left fielder, I guess, is batting 0 for 7,000. I know, I know, because they didn't go out and get anyone. Hey, right, and who maybe, – Maybe the same guys that hit 203 last year are all of a sudden going to be great players this year, Sabian. I mean, come on. Go out and get somebody. So I told you, the Cespedes, like, it's going to cost you – it's going to cost a lot of money, but how long is how long does Posey have? He's a catcher, right? Catchers don't play for 15 years; they play for maybe 10, and then their value starts going down. Yesterday, uh, maybe even less time, you know. So, <laughs> no doubt. But but let me tell you what happened on this play because it was pretty funny. Very unique play. The pitcher is up, uh, Moore, and he hits. He's lefty. He hits a little dribbler down the right down the first baseline. And it goes, it goes 30 feet, so not even halfway to first base. There's one down. The pitcher runs over, and as he's sliding, grabs the ball and throws it to home. Crawford, if it's a good throw, it may have gotten him, but it was a really, he was on his knees throwing the ball, and so he throws it, and, and it goes by the catcher to his right. So now the guy that was on second, panic. Round second because the ball goes back to the backstop near the Giants dugout, and he panic comes in and the pitcher comes to cover home plate and the catcher goes back to the screen, turns around and chucks the ball to the pitcher, makes a bad throw. The pitcher it glances off his glove and now goes about 
40 feet, 50, no, about 60 feet down the first baseline, who now the first baseman is running up to grab the ball. But now the guy that was on first, um, who was, I think, Parker, is rounding third, coming home the first baseman, throws it to the pitcher who's still at home plate, too late, tagged, doesn't tag, or he tags him too late, safe, three runs on a ball that was hit like 30 feet. <laughs> and that was, the, that was your scoring barrage? A four to one. Yeah, it was a big, it was a barrage. <laughs> it, was, it was a barrage. But here's the nice thing is, you know, Matt Moore, eight innings pitch, three hits, one earned run. He, uh, last year, you know, he, he, he finished strong last year, remember? He did. Uh, yeah, I know. So anyway, that's, a, that's, a very, that's very good. But if you go down the Giants' uh, uh, averages right now, you know, the only one, you have Crawford hitting 367. This is only six or seven games into it, I get it. But you have Parker hitting 071 and a pinch hitter for Parker hitting 071. <laughs> you know, so, so there you go. That's uh, actually good. Posey was hit, you know, was hit 333 and, and whatever. But they need to find somebody in, in left, uh, left field. You know, Pence is hitting around 300 and Belt right. is a slow. But, but well, this, yeah, well, this game's going to be, this is going to be interesting. And I was, I was also not happy on Saturday. Kershaw pitched, and it's a, the new thing now is uh, if you've got a guy in single A and he's maybe pitched I don't know six innings in his career, but uh, he's a lefty, just go ahead and throw him against the Dodgers. That's like just throw him in. Go ahead. Uh, don't worry, he, he might give up a run on a uh, you know like one of those plays that Giants scored three runs off a bunch of errors, but probably not. And Kershaw lost and. What pissed me off was, A, he had to play in that bandbox crap stadium where he got three home runs back-to-back for the first time ever, by the way. Think about that. Um, but two of those wouldn't have got out in a normal stadium. And uh, I knew that if you beat Kershaw, you've got to stop these. And you can, you can get on the bandwagon for this because even though you hate the Dodgers, you want the Dodgers and Giants to make sure the other three teams are out of it early. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, if you give Colorado confidence, they can get on one of those runs, especially at home when they're down by six and all of a sudden, you know, they score three runs and there's two guys on and crazy stuff happens. So we lost that. I wanted to put a quick stop. I think I felt like if Dodgers won that game, Colorado was done for the year. Like that's how much I believe in momentum. Just like, all right, you can't beat our ace. You're done. And the Dodgers went up and put uh, a solid one run up like in Colorado. Well, so. and, and it goes back to, this, to where um, when you have a great pitcher on the mound, how many times does your offense kind of take the knife off? You yeah, know, we eloquently outlined yeah. the exact purposes for that. Well, it's, it's an interesting uh, first week. You know, if you look kind of at the standings, it means nothing, but it's just it's interesting, you know. The Cubs, yeah, uh, after all the complaining, I think the Giants are back two games and the Dodgers are back one, and we're bitching like it's the end of the year. So that's it. And there's 155 games left, and we're screaming and complaining because we're a game or two games out of first. So, no, that's you know. the thing about baseball is it's a, it's a marathon torture. It's not a sprint. You know, it's it's a it starts it goes now until October that our days are made better or worse based on a few things: a Giants winning or losing, Dodgers Giants winning or losing, or one of our teams winning and the other one losing, which is the best day. So yeah, and the yeah, and the other thing that's horrible is after that crap game in the whole thing, 
there's no game today. So I don't even have – all I'm going to do is just going to sit and stew. And the freaking Utah Jazz, a.k.a. Utah Spaz, uh-huh. went and beat the Golden State Warriors in Oakland. Oaktown. Um, thanks, uh, Warriors. Now the Clippers can't rest their final game, and they're going to be playing the Jazz in the first series. And they actually have to go out and try to win uh, in Wednesday. And when you're, Chris Paul is your best player, and he's playing with bone on bone, at any moment he can go down. So thanks, uh, Golden State Warriors, for really showing up against the Jazz team, by the way, that uh, played none of their starters. I hate Golden State even more than I did before. So that's a little NBA talk. Look, you know, Golden State deserves to – have an off night every once in a while, you know? And yeah, but not that night. Not the night that we needed to clinch the fourth seed. I don't, I don't know if you're even paying any attention. You usually become a Jazz fan the last week of the year if they're in playoff contention. But, dude, I, uh, I, that's true. That is, that is definitely yeah, Jazz and Clips are going to be playing each other, but whoever gets the home field advantage or home court. And here's something. Here's a positive spin for something at Salt Lake, which you don't get from me very often. Uh, I've been to, let's say, seven or eight NBA stadiums that are current, not like the form and stuff. And out of those eight, none of them, I'm talking 0% of them are even close to as loud as the Delta Center. It is not where I want to see a game seven. So Clippers, go win or Jazz lose to the Spurs, one or the other. So they have have one game left each, right? Yeah, if there's one game, Clippers hold it. If Clippers... If Golden State just would have shown up and played with any kind of passion, but Golden State hates the Clips. I know they're just trying to screw us. I know it. Know it. There's no callers. So the Clippers, uh, the Clippers play Sacramento. Yeah, I mean it should. I mean, but it's the NBA. You never know what some guy, uh, the dude, the Buddy Heald, could suddenly get hot and go for sixty, and the Clippers could lose and lose home court advantage. So. Well, listen, we we will. Uh, We'll have some fun talking NBA. You know, we'll talk next week. Let's talk a little bit of Russell Westbrook. Uh, Chase was pretty pretty stoked. You know, he, he's a big Westbrook fan. Easton just easy. He's just chilling, watching Cleveland. You know, watch them roll into the playoffs and probably win it all again this year. But uh, but uh, you know, they're it's struggling. A, it's a fun time of year, though. You know, you have the NBA playoffs, which is much more interesting than the regular season. You have you know our favorite time of year with with. Uh, with baseball, you know, opening opening day is now behind us, and now right. Well, I got a question for you, and ultimately, I'm supposed to get back and help these guys out, but I'm the boss, so I'll do what I want. So I'll add to this freaking pod right now. And I got a question for you. I think we've already discussed it, but I forgot. September, October, or March, April. What do you like better? Um, I probably like September, October better than March, April. Yeah, I really like both of them. I can't even. Fall is awesome, but spring is better. But I don't know. It's, football is so great. My favorite time of the year, and and when I since now that I live in Utah and have for many years, it's it's a bittersweet time because I love football, college and NFL, our fantasy league, baseball is you know the games. Your fantasy to- league. Yeah, our fantasy league. Baseball's becoming much more important, but right around the corner is winter, and I'm really getting tired of winter. But I, I really do. When I, I do like that, that 
you know, September, October time of year. There's so much. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a great time. And especially, as you know, in Utah, very crisp, yeah. cool. Well, you get, not, but you get that even in California. You'll get, like, you'll wake up one morning, and you're walking to your car, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like fall. Like, and it's not much of a deal in California. It actually gets down from 70, uh, from 75 to 72 degrees. But it's still, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I can smell fall. It's there. So, I don't know. Both of them are great. All right, very good. Uh, do you want to do a quick uh, emails from the 70s, and then uh, we can uh, go our ways? Yes, for sure, for sure. Right. Let's 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 make it happen. Let's see what I got. It's so good to talk to you, and you know, just can't wait. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Now we'll do a pod in the studio yeah. again, and and it's uh, it'll be fun, bud. Yeah, we'll have to bring something to get all the cobwebs off the studio since it hasn't been used since we uh, opened and <laughs> christened it a few uh, weeks ago. <laughs> all right. Some of these I don't even I don't even get. Like I read them and I was like, I don't even know what this means because it's been so long. This first one I do though. Wait, that game counted? It was on Sunday. Opening day always starts on Monday. What the crap? Sincerely, Mark Melancon. Um, that was a super funny one, Mark. I don't know why you're not laughing. I like calling him Melancon because Melanson is is what he goes by, but he doesn't deserve. <laughs> it yet, so you, you know what's so crazy is. All I heard, and I, t- and I talked and tried to give you a hard time about how his curveball doesn't bite and how he, remember in the WBC, I said, oh, I'm not that impressed. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, well, it's, Giants are going to win it all, or they're going to be there because they got the closer now, closer, 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 and 30 blown saves, closer, 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 30 blown saves, and closer, closer, 30 blown saves. And they blow three saves in game one. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is – this, you could not do anything to make me happier than <laughs> exactly three blown saves. That was unbelievable. You know, um, it was 33 blown saves last year. Uh, oh, and okay. Well, well, they're on their way. Maybe it's 30 left till they tie it. And, and, and the thing is, it's kind of like I tried to kind of equate that to somebody. It's like Buster Posey. He gets beaten in the head. He gets, let's say he's out for a month and he comes back and he's feeling good. The first thing. When he steps in the batter's box, the last thing you can see, because of the history, is him getting hit in the head. The worst yeah. thing to happen would be him getting in the head. The Giants, based on what we went through last year, and I say we, yes, what we yeah. went through last year, the last thing the Giants could do was blow the save, or more than one, on the first day of the season. Because it's just kind of like it brings everything right back, and now that's on their mind Every game yeah. when they have a lead, and two days later they you much you much rather you much rather would have had it fourteen to two like that would have left absolutely absolute yeah. percent okay continue all right here's one I don't even know what this one means anymore but did you see how long it took for the new instant replay to work at the Diamondbacks opener that was horrible the MLB has the lamest rules sincerely the LPGA I think that had to do with something when some chick moved her ball or something I don't know. Something. Oh, here's here's two that I got. Uh, I got one of them right after the first Dodger game, so Monday, and the other one came in on Tuesday. So here's the first one. And it said to do it with the accent of a Dodger fan. So, yeah, S.A., Doyers are going to win it all, baby. Kershaw's the truth. Our hitting is the best. Dodger fans after opening day, and then Tuesday, oh, no, we can't hit lefties again. We suck. Dodger fans after second game. Okay, so... Uh, that was the prevailing attitudes on both Dodger talks after the game. So, so that was because uh, that was 
ATOC or, or KFI? Uh, or, here's one. If, if Yeah, KFI. You're going old school from your uh, media days out here. Um, here's one that just came in. All right. Hey, guys, love the pod. So who do you think had it tougher, me in a Vietnamese prison camp or Jamal Williams at BYU? Sincerely, John McCain. Yeah, that just came in because some idiot wrote an article that would, like, like you brought to our attention, DC and I, is like trying to get Jamal to bag on BYU. Trying to, he, because, because he's, he's kind of like some of these Utah guys that they didn't get into BYU, so they go to Utah and they hate BYU for the rest of their lives because they couldn't get in. Is he, a, is he a Utah guy, the guy that wrote it? But, but his attitude was kind of like that. Oh, he was yeah, yeah. To, Something there that he really, if, so if you go and dig into his history, I guarantee it was something like he dated a Mormon girl in high school. That went to, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it's like, yeah, she wouldn't sleep with him, and uh, now he's pissed. Yeah. So, and, you know, and heaven forbid, you know, it's the same thing with Tillerson and trying to respect his wife. Heaven forbid that we don't uh, have a campus where there's women getting drunk and getting taken advantage of and raped constantly right. or date raped or whatever, and that the rape culture is, you know, cut in half immediately just taking alcohol in. Heaven forbid there's a safe place to go to college. What well, a freaking idiot. And a place where you sign up to, because to do it. making fun of it. He's making, okay, I get it, whatever. It, you know, everyone thinks yeah. it's real, whatever. But it's, it's kind of like, Really? You're going to make fun of somebody who makes some choices that are probably pretty good choices. I have no problem if somebody wants to go drink. Yeah. No business. No, well, no. And Jamal said right. this. You'll, I, I signed it. Yeah, he, he maybe didn't agree with it. Yeah, he, he signed a letter of intent. And for those that don't know, he got kicked out for having sex. And you can't have premarital sex at BYU. And this guy was trying to get him to go along with his stupid story. And he's like, no, I signed it. And I got screwed. I was pissed. But, you know, of course you're going to get pissed. He got caught. And, uh, you know, but, it, it, you know, it's just, it's insane. It's well, it completely insane. And, and the irony, the sweet irony of this guy, and he probably doesn't even notice it in the way he wrote it. It was a long article. But he would start writing in italics, so, and it would be flashbacks to this other guy that's training Jamal's wife. And it was always wife was getting beat, or the guy would have a gun, and drugs were everywhere. And so he's basically... I, He's talking about how horrible of a life this other guy grew up in, the hood, where everything was legal. You could have sex all you want, you could drink, and you could do all these things, but life was horrible. Yet, the irony is that he's trying to make fun of you can't do that at BYU. Well, that's why it was a safe place. So do you want it to be like the other one? Like, what do you want, dude? What's your, what's your position? Anyways, go look. It's on Bleacher Report. Just put in Jamal Williams if you want to read an interesting, it's a very interesting article. But the guy's slant on it is stupidity, in my uh, humble estimation. All right. Here's the last one. Speaking of Mormons, <laughs> that World Series banner ceremony was just too short. I wish they could have dragged it out for three more hours instead of only one hour. Sincerely, Mormon Cub fans. <laughs> That's a church joke, three hours versus one hour. All right. All right, there you go. Done and done. Uh, Marcus, I've got to go and uh, get yelled at by some customers who don't have their uh, UPS account numbers set and uh, were sent a 6-inch uh, carbon steel T instead of a 5-inch uh, carbon steel T, and I'm looking forward to that. So.
Well, listen, dude, it's great to talk to you, and, and I look forward to our pods. We'll have some more Dodger talk. We'll do a little NBA next week, and you go take care of business, brother. And, and in the meantime, thanks to Zotes, Zotes.com, for being our sponsor. Thanks to DC for putting everything together. We hope to be back online in the studio next week. And until then, we will catch you on the flip side. Jamal.